0: We can spend way more time figuring out what the purpose is and that the tasks after that will become much more clear and defined.
1: I'd like to welcome Thane Marcus Ringler to the Productivity's podcast. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Thanks for having me on, Mike. It's a, a pleasure to be chatting with you today, and excited for the conversation to come.
1: So, you're the author of the book "Catalysts for Hope: Unlocking Energy, Optimism, and Your Full Potential." And what I liked when I was going through this book, first off, it's 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 a nice read. It's it seems like a, a short read, a short read, right? Like, but as I went through it, like this is a longer book than I I thought, and it kind of felt like when I've, I've just started meditating as we're recording this, I've built a meditation habit actually for, for an entire month I meditated and it was fantastic. But you know, when you meditate for long enough and all of a sudden you 20 minutes doesn't feel like 20 minutes anymore. And you're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what this book felt like to me. As I went through it, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going through it bit by bit by bit. And I get to the end and I'm like, Oh, this is longer than I thought. Did did the process of writing it feel that way for you? Because it felt like as I was reading it, there was a um, almost like a state of flow and consciousness throughout throughout the book as you wrote it. Like it's almost it almost felt like you wrote it in almost one sitting to a degree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that feedback.
0: I, I agree. I think that there when it when it has a nice cadence or rhythm to it, it kind of it sets you in a flow state in a sense. So writing it was um, enjoyable in the sense that it was a process of discovery for myself as well. It's kind of like sitting and reflecting and you discover things as you sit and reflect or meditate. And through that, then the words kind of come a little bit more naturally. So I would agree that I think writing it was uh, more meditative than it was effortful. And I think that it's cool to see that that is what was felt or received by you and reading it. And that's good affirmation for me because, you know, without feedback, it's hard to really know uh, if what we produced or did was uh, delivering the desired goal.
1: Well, and what was interesting is I read the book kind of in tandem with reading Seth Godin's book, The Practice, and he was on a, an earlier episode of the podcast. We'll link to that in the show notes um and both felt that way. So I mean Seth's writing is generally, you know, like uh, it, it feels that way anyways, you know, to a degree like there's I don't know if you've ever read Seth Godin's work before, yeah. but it was it was almost like I was getting that from both sides. So both books kind of felt to to your point of like e- not effortful reading reading them, it was it was very effortless in a lot of ways. Now, one of the things that I really appreciated was The Catalyst and I'm a big fan of alliteration. So I'm just going to let you explain um, initially what the four catalysts are that I see here like the, that I'm looking at and then what maybe we'll get into each one of them. Does that sound like a like a good plan?
0: That sounds great. All right, yeah. So go so ahead. The catalysts are simple basically perspective shifts that can help us reframe where we're at or what we're doing in life to produce hope, which is really the fuel that keeps driving us forward even in the darkest of times. And the, the four catalysts are the alliteration, as you mentioned, of the four P's is kind of a helpful way to remember. And the first is um, in process. So the fact that we're in process is a hopeful thing because we're not finished yet. We haven't reached the finish line yet. Uh, the second is progress. And that's the, the idea that progress happens by baby steps, not by giant leaps. And that's a really hopeful thing because we don't have to try and make this massive jump. make progress we just have to make a baby step and that's attainable every day Uh, the third catalyst is possibility and this idea that if if we stop thinking more in the sense of probability and start leaning more into the possibility it provides more uh, hope for what can come a lot of times we get caught up in this idea of probability of of what's the chances or likelihood of this happening versus the possibility of it happening and 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 the simple shift there allows a lot of hope to enter the picture. And finally, purpose uh, is obviously one that's talked about a lot, but that is one of the greatest hope producers um, in all of the world. And, and living attached and aligned to a purpose that's greater than yourself will inevitably provide hope um, to keep moving forward despite the odds, despite what's going on in our own personal lives, just because it's, it's for a greater meaning or purpose beyond
1: ourselves. So let's talk about the 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 process piece first because um and I had Austin Cleon on the show before again linking back to that in the show notes you're getting linked to all the the big names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he talks about the idea of process not product, right? Or process mm-hmm. if you're Canadian like me. Um what you talk about the let's let's get into process because I think uh, process because I think a lot of people they they skip that step. They they they're so focused on the outcome, right? They're so focused on and, and as you go through this, even like we don't see at the end like, you know, product, right? Like at the end of, of your of, of these P's, we're not like, okay, and here's the product, right? Like it to me, it almost seems like the product is I wouldn't say incidental, but it's just um, it, it's, it's affirmed. It's, you know, okay, well, this is what, well, the, the, if you do all these things, the product is there. We're not going to talk about the product per se, but we're going to, we're going to intertwine it between, right? Like what, you know, how you can have that, that hope that you need to move forward. So what, when people are thinking about putting things in process, right. And that's, what's one of the ways that people can kind of get that going so that they can start to move into the other areas as well. So let, let's get into that a little bit, okay? Yeah,
0: you know, I, I think it's really powerful because this is, I think our natural instinct is always to discover or uh, pinpoint a destination and try to just reach that. Um, and, and that puts all the emphasis on a certain end point. Um, And really there is no final end point in whatever journey we're on or whatever goal we have. Once we accomplish, I think we all can realize and admit that once we accomplish that goal, it's not as fulfilling as we expected it to be. Or if it is, it lasts a lot shorter than we thought it would. Um, And that's an experience that's common throughout all of humanity. I think every person listening to this just as much as you and I can uh, relate to that experience. Uh, And so the process is always where the beauty comes because that's where the growth lies, um, and the fact that we are in process versus arriving at a destination. There's so much more hope in being in the process because, uh, as I as I mentioned in the uh, in the book, the quote that really I think is powerful in this is forward progress is not a finished process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, if you think about like Olympic athletes are a great example, right? They spend their whole life. A lot of times for this, this prize possession of achieving success at the Olympic stage and getting that Olympic gold medal, but they face one of the hardest challenges in post Olympics. What do they do with themselves and their identity in their lives? Once they've accomplished that ol- penultimate goal, now what, right? And that, that, that fact that they've reached, they've arrived at this destination and, and then what, right? There is not anything beyond that of what they had imagined before because they put so much emphasis on that destination that they forgot about the process that's never ending that life goes on and there's more to do and there's more to come and and it takes a lot of reframing and re um, aligning identity with who we are and not what we do and so this idea of of focusing on the process to unlock hope. It, it revolves around our identity and how our identity is not in what we do. It's not a job title. It's not um, the, the, the work we do in the world. It's who we are as a human being. Um, and that allows us to have more flexibility and freedom in what we do and not having our identity attached to it, which can provide, again, more hope. It can be a catalyst for that by, by allowing that to, to shift and change as we grow through life.
1: Now let's get into the progress piece. And one of the things that you talk about in the book is the idea of people don't realize that the steps are smaller than they think. And I talk about this a lot when people are, for example, they'll write down a task and I'm like, is that really a task or is that a project? Like let's think about this. Is this have you broken that this this task which is really a project down into its smallest particles? So how how can we affect progress in a way that is going to help people get the most out of it so that they don't end up looking backwards going, oops, I missed that. Or, oh, I didn't do that as well as I could have because I, you know, I, I, I fudged that step or I, I didn't even realize that there was a step there.
0: Yeah. You know, I think this is a part of the Western ideology of, of pulling yourself by your own bootstraps and the overnight success. And these are two myths that are very prevalent in our culture. Uh, and the hard part about that is, we see these images of success and they seem instant overnight or like viral fame in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And none of that will produce what we think it does. We think that we want to be the next Justin Bieber, right? Who becomes this childhood star, but we don't think about all the negative side effects of that and how his childhood was robbed from him and how he has now everyone in his entire life, whether he wants it or not. A lot of these negative side effects that of of kind of this overnight myth uh, that that in reality, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't want that anyways, right? <laughs> we really don't. Um, and and you know that is the one in a million case, and that's not the, the success story that we really want because of what comes with it. And so when you look at the way we make progress, it is completely in baby steps. I like this idea of um, you know this whole idea of jumping to the 10th step. If, if we, if we think about, you know, we want to be at the 10th step, we want to arrive, right. And that's kind of back to that destination. They're tied together in that sense to where if we jump to the 10th step, we're probably not going to be ready for the 10th step because we didn't take the nine steps to get there beforehand. Mm-hmm. And by taking those nine steps, we're actually gaining muscle. We're gaining strength, we're gaining experience and valuable insight and knowledge and growth. That's going to help us use that 10th step well versus if we skip all those nine steps to get there we're not going to be prepared for it anyways and it's usually going to result in negative results for us personally Um, and so i think this idea of reframing our perspective that it's all about the baby steps to get there because by taking those nine steps to get to the 10th step we're going to be more prepared for that 10th step and so That helps us then go back to that first one of process. It helps us embrace the process more because by embracing the process of, hey, let's just take a baby step today, that helps us see that it's attainable every single day. We can always take a step every single day. It gives us encouragement because then our our focus and our priority is on the things that's going to prepare us for what's been prepared for us down the road in that 10th step. Um, and by doing so, we're gonna we're gonna provide more value for other people and more benefit for ourselves because we're not gonna set ourselves up for an epic demise.
1: Possibilities. That's that's the next thing I want to get into. Um, you mentioned Amos Tversky in this book, uh, uh, and and you know he's one of the uh, he he worked with Daniel Kahneman on so many things, right? Um, you you define possibility as the stimulant that helps us lean into our full potential and embrace our calling in this beautiful adventure called life, which I think is, uh, it makes you want to do that. <laughs> you know I mean? Like it makes you want to. And so you say it's both the idea of both leaning in, into it and, and living in the possibility. Can we, let's, let's ex- ex- expand upon that because I think that once you've gone through those first two catalysts, right. And, and, and again, I will, we'll, we'll I'll follow that up with, with another question about all of these catalysts, but why, why do you feel that way about possibility? Like, why did you define it as such? And then how can you through the work in this book help others see it in the same light? Yeah. You know, this is a,
0: this is a tough one because I think a lot of times um, we, uh, anybody who is trying to live a hope filled life because it's not as common because it's not necessarily as part of the majority, it can often be seen as fanciful or, uh, or just, it's not realistic, right? We think, well, that's not super realistic. And the problem is this rationalized realism keeps us from the unrealistic nature of life. I mean, life itself is very unrealistic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you think about it, there's so many things in our world that we have rationalized to make real seem realistic that aren't realistic mm-hmm. i mean just the fact of a baby being born is not realistic like if you think about that whole process it's insane right or uh, i i love there's a there's a video on youtube about it i think the lie of realism is what it's called and he talks about a dragonfly like with these quad propeller wings that are just insane when you slow down and examine it and like is this real life i mean it's very unrealistic so the first premise is that this this lie of realism that that realism is what's um, what should be pursued by us because it's it's more um, what what is the reality of life? But but in reality, there's way more than and if you if you look at like something like physics, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's way more that we don't know, and that's a good thing because it helps us see that there's way more that's possible than we often expect. Um, and so, leaning into and living in is the kind of the posture of it. And I think for an example of, of what this looks like, uh, you know, I, I played golf professionally for about four years. And in that, when you, when you look at the game of golf, the game of golf is taking a little white ball, uh, from one point and then trying to hit it to another point. That's about 400 yards away, give or take, depending on the hole Mm -hmm. and getting into a small cup in the ground, a hole in the ground. I mean, talk about an unrealistic endeavor yet. You have to believe in the possibility of it in order to pull it off. Right. And so if I approach a shot and say, you know what, the chances of this ball getting close to that pin uh with this shot is really small. And you know, I don't think it's going to probably happen. I'm going to hit a horrible shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I have to believe that it's possible and imagine and almost um you know, envision it happening before it does in order to pull it off. And it works both ways. And so we can create negative results in our life by imagining them just as much as we can positive results. And so if I, if I step up to a tee shot and I actually experimented with this when I was playing freshly, cause I was really working on the mental side of the sport. And, and if I went into a tee shot and there was, there was, you know, water on the right side and the wind was blowing to the right. And I'm thinking, okay, don't hit it in the water. Don't hit in the water. I can almost guarantee you the ball is going to end up there. Because negative affirmations work just as much as positive (laughs) do. They lead to the result. Um, And so we have to imagine and see um, and visualize this possibility in order to to reach into it. Uh, And I think the other example that ties into this is, you know, something like the Navy SEALs. And um, and how weak when training for it, a lot of times, uh, there's this thing called a Kokoro, which is like a, a, civilian version of it that they put on. And I've kind of wanted to do it, but the whole point of it is we can't get force ourselves to reach into that 10% of our maximum capacity. We need other people to pull us out of that, mm-hmm. to push us into that 10% because, you know, when we're, when we're in a workout by ourselves, we're going to push ourselves probably to that 80% threshold. But to push ourselves to that 90, 95 or 100 percent of what we actually are capable of, usually that happens through people yelling at you, screaming at you and almost, in a sense, torturing you to get there. Well, yeah, that's because- why you have,
1: that's why you have personal trainers, right? Like on your exactly. own, it's going to be hard. <laughs> and I mean, the one step removed from that would be like having uh, watching a video where the trainer is doing it. So, like, so there's degrees, right? Like if they're in your yeah. face, it's going to be even more prevalent than it. Let's say if you're watching it on a, on a TV screen or something. But that's why that works totally totally and so this is this is a it,
0: all that's saying is that we have another threshold of possibility right it's not probable it's not necessarily like based on probabilities i think i can do this it's saying i'm not sure i can do this but i believe it might be possible and so i'm going to lean into and it's kind of like an active reliance upon what we don't know right it's an active Uh, discomfort in saying that this is really hard and I'm not sure what the result will be, but I think it's possible. So I'm going to keep leaning in. So it's this level of faith or belief in, in what's to come or what can come from that effort without fully knowing.
1: Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at one slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family that's why i do it and that's why plan to eat helps me do it your subscription includes access to the plan to eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And plan to eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the plan to eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, let's take a break from the conversation now to talk about this episode's sponsors. I am a big fan of this sponsor, and they've been sponsoring me for a while on this podcast. And I've been using this product for a while, even before this podcast And it's Text Expander. You can get it right every time with Text Expander. Text Expander makes it easy to give your team the right words for every situation. Whether you need to keep legal happy or delight customers with effective answers, you can rest easy knowing your team has it covered with Text Expander. Now, I've just brought somebody on recently to join my team, and uh, Vanessa is getting well versed in a lot of the tools that we use and text expander is definitely one of those because we want some consistent messaging across the board and it makes it just so easy for us to have that happen because of text expander and the latest version of text expander even has new and improved statistics reporting for organizations including the ability to build reports with customizable date ranges for enterprise and individuals so you can track how much time your team saves and that's a big deal when you're bringing people on board either now like i have or you've had them on board for a while and you want to just see how much time you're saving text expander is a huge time saver with text expander you can keep your team consistent accurate and current you can share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions that's huge you'll work faster and smarter and you can use text expanders powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type and everything that your teammate Vanessa types. Uh, you can create powerful snippets to save you time so that all you type is a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you and you can share your snippets of messaging signatures and descriptions with everyone who works on projects with you text expander is available for mac windows chrome iphone and ipad so pretty much anything you're using you can use text expander and i encourage you to use it go visit textexpander.com slash podcast and get 20 percent off your first year i've used text expander year in and year out And it is an indispensable tool in my productivity toolkit. So again, go to textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off your first year today. The busy holiday season is done. And now we're easing back into the work world as we know it. Maybe we're not easing into it. Maybe we're dealing with things like stress and issues with sleep because you're you're all over the place with it and, and you need to recover. So whether you're you know recovering or dealing with the holiday kind of recuperation period or you're just getting back to work or you're doing what I do and trying to get back into shape, all of these things, sleep, stress, recovery, all that, they shape how we perform. And I know I've really wanted to make sure that I hit the ground running when 2021 started. And I have to say that, once I added Nucom to my daily routine, it's helped me in a big way. It's made a noticeable difference. It's really important to your health and happiness to be able to manage stress and not be managed by it. Oh, same goes for time, right? Well, Nucom gives you the power and control to relax and recharge anywhere and anytime. You can own the day with newcom, and and believe me. Once you own the day, you can own a whole lot more. Nucom is the only stress management system of its kind, and it's clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and boost your recovery without drugs and side effects. The Nucom system uses cutting edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee. You know, I'm working on an event right now, I have a lot of irons in the fire so stress is is you know it's happening this is my busy time of year I need to be able to work and operate and just live my life at the best possible levels and Newcom is allowing me to do this and you know when it boils down to the whole process of what Newcom has to offer it's really easy to use and you can work it right into your daily routine so that you can achieve better sleep you can get that stress reduction you're looking for and you can get the boost and recovery that you want every single day so do what i did own the day with Newcom. now we've got a special link set up specifically for listeners of the productivities podcast so go to timecrafting and you'll get 50 percent off your 30-day subscription of Newcom and their money back guarantee so again that's time crafting n-u-c-a-l-m.com And you'll get that 50% discount off a 30-day subscription. And don't forget the money-back guarantee. So again, timecraftingnewcom.com. Check it out today. You'll be glad you did. I just mentioned an event that I'm hosting in 2021 something i've been working on for a while i've not just been working on it vanessa who i mentioned earlier in this break has also been helping me with it last year last february 29th we hosted an event called the big ready in vancouver bc well this year we are taking the big ready virtual the big ready 2021 Is going to be phenomenal. We have over 20 plus presenters that are going to be appearing at the Big Ready. We've got keynote speakers, we've got actionable workshops, and we've got really engaging panel discussions, plus a lot of other delights along the way. There's so much to take in with the Big Ready that uh, it really really needs to be read to believe. Now, I'll, I'll tell you some of the people that are speaking and presenting at The Big Ready. We've got former podcast guests that are going to be showing up. Uh, we've got Chris Bailey, who is the author of Hyperfocus and the author of The Productivity Project. We've got Laura Vanderkam, who's going to be making an appearance. Uh, Patrick Rohn, Courtney Carver. We've got Anthony Angaro. We've got uh, workshops being led by Gary Ware and... Angela Crocker, Vicky McLeod, uh, Marithu Parikh, um, we've got uh, Charlie Gilkey who's going to be presenting one of the keynotes. There is a vast array of people that will be presenting at The Big Ready, and it's only $99 for this one-day event that's happening on February 2nd. Uh, 2021. Now, we do have a VIP option. You can learn about that as well, where you'll get a special workshop with me. We have the Midnight Momentum session that's included with the Big Ready 2021 ticket. And if you buy a ticket to the Big Ready, you will get a recording of it as well. So you won't miss a single session. There's lots to love about what is happening in 2021, and the Big Ready is one of those things. So I encourage you to check it out. Now, there's a link in the show notes, but if you go to thebigready.com, You'll be able to get all the details there and pick up your ticket today. And the first 100 people to buy tickets to the Big Ready 2021 will get physical mail sent to them like a swag bag for the first 100 people that sign up. So there's lots of great reasons to join. So don't delay. I want to see you at the Big Ready 2021. It's only $99 a ticket. You'll get the recordings. It's going to be an amazing time. And I'd love for you to be part of it. So go to thebigready.com. Pick up your ticket today. And now, let's get back to the show. Finally, the last piece is purpose, and I don't want to go into too much of what you talk about in the book here because there's a lot of great stuff in there, and we're gonna' there's some other interesting things I want to get to before we wrap up. But why do you think people don't put purpose at a level that they need to, especially when it comes to, say, their to do list or their personal productivity? in other words they're they're kind of going through the motions as opposed to figuring out what the motions should be in the first place.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to say is that we are all uh, guilty of this more times than not. I know, you Mm -hmm. know, no human is immune to this, including me and including you. And, you know, I think it, it, at the end of the day, it takes um, effort and intention, which is ultimately a discipline. So it's not going to happen by chance. And I think that's the first thing to talk about is that we don't default our way into purpose <laughs> we have to choose it right yep um and so a lot of times we just uh, a lot of times as humans will live a life of kind of defaulting of taking the path of least resistance um and just going with the status quo and and as we know that if if we're not growing uh we're going to be decaying because life is all a constant uh, version of change in a sense mm-hmm. there's no stagnancy in that and so if we're defaulting or, or settling for the path of least resistance, that's going to be usually uh, going backwards. Um, so this whole idea of attaching to purpose and aligning with it daily is something that takes effort and attention every single day. And if we're not doing that, and, and again, it gets easier the more we do it. So it's like a muscle, right? It's not right. saying that it's going to be brutal every single day. There are days where it's going to be hard, but but by doing it every day, we get stronger at it where it becomes easier, Uh, but it still will take effort. Uh, And I think the reason why we don't is because life is busy and distracting and it feels more productive to put a lot of tasks on our to-do list Mm -hmm. and try to knock them all out than to sit for, you know, I I think the, the, I believe it was Edison. There's an example of like, give me the hardest problem to solve and I'll spend 55 minutes of my hour figuring out what the right question is and then I'll spend the next five minutes solving it. Um, and that's all about purpose. Like what is the goal of this actually? Uh, and, and the point is that we can spend way more time figuring out what the purpose is and that the tasks after that will become much more clear and, and defined than if we spend all of our time with busy work and just doing what, what immediately comes to mind or was taking the most of our attention or effort in the moment, It's going to be less productive for us down the road. Um, And it doesn't make sense in the moment. doesn't always feel right. And that's where we kind of have to preach that truth to ourselves, and just trust that by taking five minutes or 10 minutes here away from my to-do list and getting clear about what the purpose is, what the goal is, and where I'm heading, that I'm actually going to be more uh, benefited in pursuing that goal just by creating the space to clarify it in the moment.
1: All right, Dane. As I was going through the book, I'm like, oh, the book is done. And then you have this afterward, which is long. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's not, I'm not necessarily, there's not a condemnation. It was just one of those things where, why, first off, why, why so lengthy I mean, when it comes to the, the, the afterward? And then why did you decide to go down the path of idealism? Because that's what your, your, your subject matter is in that afterward. So can, can you kind of unpack that a little?
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I think that books, uh, my view of books has changed a little bit as I've I've read more and learned more myself. And I think early on, it was just I need to read books to finish them. Um, because it feels good. And I want to make sure I read everything. But then I've learned, I have turned more into maybe like choose your own adventure. So mm-hmm. a book is, is what it needs to be for you. And it doesn't mean it has to be what the author thought it'd be or what everyone else thought it'd be. But choosing, and, and I'm still not great at this, but but being able to put a book down or being able to read certain parts of it or all those things are, I think, a great practice. And, and so for this book, you know, there's going to be people That read it and think you know what I just don't agree or I just don't think that's possible or I just don't think that's helpful or that's just not me right Um, and so there will be critics there will be people that don't agree and that's great like I'm I don't think everyone should think like I do I don't think everyone will and I know that they won't because we all have different perspectives on that Mm -hmm. Uh, but I wanted to create a case for idealism at the end because it's a case that's not often made and I think if you err more on the cynicism or skepticism, skepticism is probably a healthier form than cynicism side of the, the pendulum, then um, this idea of idealism is going to be kind of repulsive. But I, I, I think it's a, a, a case that isn't made as often. Right. Uh, I think that idealism really matters. Um, and the reason why it matters is you need both idealism and skepticism to create some balance um, among the two polar opposites. And, idealism is a lot of what pushes for the change that we see in our world without an idealism or idealistic pursuit. There won't be as much progress in our world and society. And a lot of times the people to bring that about are the people on the younger end of the spectrum, because as we get older, as we live longer, the more we see the suckiness and the hard parts of life and the unfairness and the inequality and injustice that's prevalent throughout all of our world, and it makes us more and more hopeless. It makes us more and more skeptical uh, or pessimistic. And so for the younger generation, our role more often than not is to infuse more idealism to try and balance out the pessimism or skepticism seen within our world. Uh, And I think it's a really important task. And I just wanted to put some more words to that to hopefully um, encourage people that that don't uh, agree or don't see the value or purpose of hope in their life as a, as a way to try to speak directly to them.
1: And the other thing is, and, and I want to uh, follow up with this with a, another question is there is a timeless and philosophical approach that you take in this book. And those kind of I- ideals, uh, no pun intended are, are they, they need to be reiterated. They need to be explored because um I've read you've all uh, Harari's book 21 lessons for a 21st century and he talks about the need for more like for example chief philosophical officers at certain companies mm-hmm. because um, where do the ethics come in where do the where do the more where do where do the human parts come in when everything is being either coded or automated and mm-hmm. I think one of the things I, as you went through it, and and like I said as I got to the end of the 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 four kind of uh, catalysts and then i i saw the afterward i leaned into that as well like i'm like this 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 is this stuff's important um so and and i and i can appreciate the fact as somebody who's written books and and you know uh has their own methodology and philo- uh, philosophical approach to time management and productivity that it's not going to be for everybody but if you can find something for people to think about that's that's a big win hmm
0: yeah, you know, I, I think that's a really important point because critical thinking is the goal more often than not. Like, we don't want to be fed um, fed information, and that's a lot of what happens in our world today with uh, news or social media is that we're consuming, meaning we're being fed something. Yeah, um, and a lot of times we aren't thinking critically. We're having other people think for us, which is actually hurting us and hindering us more than it's helping us. So how can we start engaging things in a critical way that says, hmm, I may not agree with this, but I'm at least read it and see how my perspective can broaden or see what I can learn or try to understand maybe this person's perspective uh, so I can better understand my own perspective, um, and, I, and I think, too, with that, that afterward, the important point to just highlight at the end that I, I think is uh, really helpful is that idealism is different than entitlement. Mm-hmm. I think entitlement is dangerous in that it, it's saying that we deserve something that, that we haven't earned or uh, that we just deserve it by the inheritable nature of ourself. And idealism is saying that there are ideals um, to pursue that can be unrealistic. And to do that, I'm going to have to put in work myself, right? I'm going to have to put in the time and effort myself. I'm not going to have it be given to me. And so I think similar with reading, right? We, we don't want to just read to be given something. We want to read to think better and, and to see the world better and to have a broader perspective of that. And, and when we approach books, uh, any book with that lens, we're going to benefit a lot more because then we start having this, these mental models or frameworks we start forming in our own heads that help us uh, engage with the entire world and in any information or conversation we have in a, in a more helpful or healthy way. And I, I think that's such an important part of, of being a a good human. Uh, and we can all grow in that daily for sure.
1: Thane, before I let you go, I want to ask you one last question. It's a variation of what I ask pretty much every guest and have for, the, for quite some time is, what's one thing, one simple action that someone can take Starting today, as soon as they stop listening to this, to start to um, bring the catalysts of hope uh, for hope, rather, into their life.
0: Yeah. I I think the simplest, easiest action you kind of referred to it uh, earlier with meditation is just to pause. Uh, You know, pausing is one of those things that for people that are listening to the show, they want to be productive, they want to keep moving, they're kind of achievers, and I'm very much that way. But in order to move forward better, we have to pause and reflect and realign and reattach. So in order to be filled with hope and to be generators of hope in this world, we have to pause so that we can reattach and realign to that purpose um, and to that hope so we can be filled with it and fill others with it as we move forward.
1: Thane, this has been a fantastic conversation. I know we could talk A lot longer about more of what you've got in this book, Catalyst for Hope, Unlocking Energy, Optimism, and Your Full Potential. But we can't. So what I want people to do is be able to find you and keep up with your work. So where can they do that?
0: ThaneMarcus.com is kind of the headquarters for all that I do. And I would love for people to connect there. Uh, Check out some of the blog posts or books or podcasts or courses, you name it. So it'd be great to hear from you and connect.
1: Thanks so much for joining me on the Productivityist podcast today.
0: Thanks for having me, Mike. This is a little blast.